your background. I'm I'm in the West Hill Mansion. You are in the Getty Villa. That's what it looks like. We want everything go Lord, not just evil look go Lord. So salutations, salutations. We are bike. We are bike. I'm with the co-host is with the Moses Shion the Jam. This is episode 41. We're back and better than ever. Like Jordan, I'm back. We're back. We bike. How you doing, good sir? Yo, I'm doing good. We're like Jordan without the gambling addiction. That was that's just who we are. Yeah, we're we're um Jordan with no vices, so yeah. We're like um, Jordan, except we don't even need help. We could do it by ourselves. We're Jordan and we don't even need a ball to shoot. You know what I mean? We don't even need a ball. We just shoot it. So we can score without the ball. Yeah. Off ball, you know, setting screens, running around. We're just we're, we're that good. We're different, built different. So exactly. talking about where I'm my background, this is a very dis this is a dislook disclosed location. What's going on with your background? Tell me about it. What's going on here? Are we having are we having a Kinsiera? There's a lot of things in the background. There's a lot of items. <laughs> there's a lot of items okay i see what yeah. you're going with i see like paint i see like a birthday little thing you hang up on the wall someone's yeah, drawing scattered you know we're playing positionless basketball just, okay just i i can see that so to move in we have a lot of things to discuss we may not have a lot of time but who knows to start off with the first topic of the day let's get into it man sports so since the last time we talked we talked about LeBron winning the championship, you know, LeBron and AD winning the championship. A lot of things has happened, such as a regular, a full regular season has gone since the last time we spoke. It's, you know, as a Lakers fan, you being a diehard Lakers fan. Yeah. It's very, it's very sad to see how LeBron and the boys, the Lakers went out in the first round. This is the first time LeBron has ever been bounced in the first round. The way I see it is age, health wasn't the best. Like you can't, this isn't LeBron first year and this is LeBron 18 years in. Right. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about the slander I and the criticism? The factor, but not only age, but also the fact that he's getting older. Right. You know, and combined with the injury he had, it was an ankle injury. Did I expect LeBron to be 2018 LeBron, no, because I just don't think that he's at that level anymore. But let's not forget, you know, starting into the season before he dealt with that injury, he was the MVP. Yeah. In the MVP talk. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and act like he fell off. I mean, in the finals, not even a year ago, like nine months ago in the finals, he averaged like 30 a game. So, you know, it doesn't help that AD goes down, but Got to give credit to the Suns. I mean, if the Lakers were going to lose to a team, at least it's a team that's going to go to the finals and have a good chance of winning it all. Yeah, the Suns have been on a very good streak, not in terms of winning, but I and not to be salty, but with, with just luck. You know, no AD LeBron, second round. Would they face uh, Utah? Yeah. They face Utah. Utah had a really good year, number one in the West. Oh, they played Denver. Denver, okay, they play Denver. Oh, Clippers beat the Jazz. So yeah, the same, just some white people city. Pretty much, you know, what's the difference? You know, al altitude can't can't even breathe in Denver, right? 
um, yeah, with Denver not having Jamal Murray, there. I mean, to not discredit Denver, you know, you have the MVP, you know, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. You got Aaron Gordon. You have um, what's his face, uh, uh, the coach's son. Like you got players. You got fast players. You got shooters. You know, you got really good players that together are good individually may not be the best but as a team really solid really fast paced it's sad to see so many injuries happen in the course of this year not to use it as an excuse and not to use it to excuse LeBron's not just performance but his behavior you know but the start of the season so quickly from the bubble it wasn't enough time for it wasn't enough time for the Lakers it wasn't enough time for the Heat and it wasn't enough time for the people that were participating in the bubble and in the playoffs. You know, like it was the shortest um, start or restart to um, a season ever in like sports history, baseball, football, everything that included. And it's it's cool. It's really cool to see still like LeBron started the season until he got injured, play at an elite level. You know, like it wasn't like this wasn't a self-inflicted injury. This was someone. And, um, you know, I've kind of got past it, but, you know, Solomon Hill reaching for the ball and he injured LeBron, you know, it, I don't believe it was malicious. I don't believe he had any intentions, but this wasn't like a self-inflicted injury as if like LeBron doesn't know how to dunk or land or move or move his feet. Like this was an injury that was, that just happened to him because of another player. And if you take that injury away, you're, you're not getting bounced in the first round, even with, AD not playing so good, a full, good, healthy LeBron, you're not beating that, you know? Even within the series, when I think the Lakers went up 2-1 and AD mm. wasn't healthy at that time, everyone was calling it like Lakers in five. Right. You know, and then, boom, he goes down. Yeah, it was deflating. It was just seeing LeBron's movement, you know, just <laughs> – like just his head being down, the you know this. Like I'm ready to get pulled out. You know, it was just like you're the leader, and you know we, you and I, we work similar jobs, and we work around kids. You know, and I, my job description or my job title is leader. I'm in control of the day to day operations with what happens to the kids. I'm telling the adults that are with me what they're doing, to set up the activities and things. If they see their leader on the phone, playing among us, you know, not giving them the attention, they're not gonna be as engaged, they're not gonna be as involved as they should because I'm not involved, I'm not engaging. I'm what initiates the offense. You know, if I'm telling one kid, yo, you need to do this. If I'm not doing my job, who am I to tell someone else to do something that I want them to do? Yeah, his, his facial expressions, his attitude was, it was annoying to see because it's not just about being a leader for your team, but it's, a, it's about being a leader for the next generation. And unfortunately, that's a bad image that he paints. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think LeBron is a great professional. So I'm not going to just shatter his entire image, but that was definitely, um, that was concerning. Definitely concerning, and, you know, I hate to even talk about it, but I don't think anyone like Kobe would ever have that type of mood or attitude on the court. 
Um, I wouldn't see I wouldn't see Jordan do it either. You know, it's just like maybe it's something more than what he's been letting on. You know, maybe I mean, you know, we've had this conversation before with LeBron. I mean, he's been doing this since a kid. And for him to continue to play and just have so much excitement for, you know, the regular season and excitement for the playoffs, like he still has that hunger. So after not even just 18 years of professional basketball, but pretty much an entire life. Like that's that's hard. That's imagine doing something like that or doing a job for the rest of your life. That's not easy to do. I would get bored. Literally, I would just, you know what, my time's up. I'm done. Especially you know? when you've done it all. Especially when you've done it all. MVPs, finals MVPs, like you winning championships. You know, you don't have to win every accolade or award. He, he didn't go to college. He couldn't win a, you know, college chip. Exactly. But, I think his, his legacy is already, like, cemented. At this point, like, any extra ring he wins, it's just a little cherry on top. But I think after that ring in 2016 with yeah. Cleveland, I think that was cemented. Of course, the, the Lakers winning and him getting his fourth, that was big. You know, the fact that he did a finals MVP on three different teams. Yeah, I think after 2016 is what really cemented it, and then everything else is just like little add-ons. The comeback three and one from a 73 and nine win team, yeah, that definitely cemented it. If it wasn't already, you know, to talk about more except for LeBron, more more about basketball, you know, to see the you know talk more about the injuries. Like we got Jamal Murray, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, we have Kawhi Leonard now. We don't just have like regular players, you know, we had um, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like we don't just have regular players injured, we have Hall of Famers injured. And with the Bucks and the Hawks playing in the Eastern Conference with uh, the Suns and the Clippers playing in the Western Conference Finals, whoever wins this championship, is it gonna be looked as an asterisk? Because they tried to asterisk the 2019 Raptors win because they say no KD, no clay. And then they're, they are so hell-bent on astering the 2020 one because it's the bubble, Mickey ring, LaMickey, all that. Do you think it's gonna be the same because of the lack of presence with you know Hall of Famers so deep in the playoffs? I think that that whole asterisk talk is mostly just NBA Twitter. Okay. At the end of the day, like maybe the bubble, I guess, but a ring is a ring. Definitely, I mean, look, injuries are part of the sport. Yeah. Ron didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love in 2015. Obviously, 2019 with KD out. Injuries are just, that's just part of it. That's just how it works. I mean, definitely just how it works. And I don't think it's fair to not give credit where credit is due because you can go down, you can still lose with the best player on the opposing team out. Like, you still have a job to get done. It may be easier, but it's still a job that needs to be done, you know? And so whoever does win this championship, you know, we're going to be watching it. I'm excited. I got my money on – I got my money on – I want to see Suns and Hawks, two young teams with two great young players, you know, D-Book and Trey Young. They, they let it go from the clip, from the, from the parking lot. You know, they want that dip. And the chip, no, no, anything else. They want that chip and the dip. That's about it. And with CP3 winning the ring for his first ring, 
that's a great story. I, I think it's pretty wide open. If I had to pick, I would have to go with the Bucks. I just think they have the most talent. This is their best opportunity to get it done. They don't have to play LeBron. If they don't win this year, I don't see them winning with Giannis ever. Like, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Damian Lillard getting traded or requesting a trade. We're talking about Ben Simmons, you know, him bouncing, oh, yeah. the Lakers. We, we about Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's. I don't know, man. What do you have, What's your opinion on, on Ben Simmons right now? What's his um, value? But not only what's his value. How do you assess his worth? You know, um, the more I say it, the less I like it. Um, ben Simmons. <laughs> You know, you made a great point before about Shannon Sharp when he when he was responding to someone saying that um, Ben Simmons would be like a LeBron-esque because, you know, the physicality, the point guard, the leadership and things like that. And you've yet to see it. You know, you let, you've yet to see it. Maybe in certain instances or spurts, you know, you, he can really have a good game or a good, good series, but there's, a, there's obviously a mental block that's keeping him from you know, accelerating or succeeding um, in the playoffs, you know, going going further until he gets that, until he gets that attitude as I'm the leader, I'm the one that's going to be shooting it, you're not going to be successful. You know, I think... You had Doc Rivers say it himself. He didn't know that Ben Simmons is a point guard on a championship-level team. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's hard to have a... It's hard to have a championship level team where your star player can't shoot. It's just rare where we see that. Mm -hmm. you know? um, it's mostly a mental block, I would say, for Ben Simmons because we see videos in the offseason he loves shooting. And you know, his form is actually pretty good. That's the thing that's like funny Crazy. to me. When I see videos of him shooting, or not even just in the offseason, like before games on the court. Like, he has a good form. And obviously, having a good form isn't all you need. You need repetition to refine it. Technique. But, yeah. Repetition, like you said, you need to get in the, um, in the, in the gym, you know, get, get another that muscle. You got to be able to. It's not even shooting at this point because he was passing up dunks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a, it's a really severe yeah. mental break. Mm -hmm. And, and it's crazy to see how good of a player he is so that he can be in things like, you know, dunking is a problem, things of scoring. I don't know. I, I can't really wrap my head around it, you know. But all I can say is, you know, much love to Ben Simmons, prayers to Ben Simmons and all the NBA players, you know, that's still recovering from not only health-wise, physical health-wise, but that bubble was an easy thing to go through, you know. And somehow Adam Silver was able to feed us great NBA playoffs, great NBA games. And it's it's tough, you know. Us, our enjoyment, our entertainment was at the cost of other people's mental health. You know, Paul George made a good point about it. Other players discussed it. It was at a cost of other people's health and well-being. And I don't think that should ever be taken for granted. That's why I don't look at the the ring that was um, won in Orlando as such a asterisk because it don't matter how good your player you are, like LeBron, or how not good of a player you are, like you were sacrificing a lot. 
you know, of course they get paid. They get paid a lot of money to play basketball. But, you know, if you were playing basketball in, you know, Golden State, you know, Cali, food, business, everything like that, and then you had to go play in Russia or North Korea, yeah, you're doing what you love to do. But in the circumstances and the environment that you're doing it in is going to affect you because they're not used to it, no matter how successful you are. That's just a human behavior thing. Not a, oh, I'm rich, you should deal with it, you know? But, you know, much love to them, to all of the NFL players, all, you know, sports entertainers. You know I mean? We're getting a lot of good music out. Cole, how did the creator, you know, we've had a lot of good music that come out. Uh, Meg's coming back. You know, Meg is back from her, hi her hiatus. Jasmine Sullivan's came. You know, she dropped the Lucy not just too long ago. Drake is on the way. You know, Drake. you know, a lot of the Drake, you know, we're making them pay, you know, so we got a lot of good music that um, Migos on the way, you know, Migos just dropped, you know, Culture 3, which I'm in love with. So a lot of good art and entertainment is being made and being delivered, sealed and shipped despite the pandemic and after or through the pandemic, you know, and it's not easy. Definitely for even young artists. You're talking about people that's not signed. You're talking about people that are grinding, starving to be to be great. You know. What are your opinions on you know to get into music though? I mean, we've had some heavy hitters like Cole. How the Creator is great. You know, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, Mag is on the way. Culture Three, really great album. What are what are your feelings on the landscape of music in 2021? the landscape of music is is in a good place it's pretty calm you know cole cole released an album none of the you know no drake album yet so no kendrick no none of the major heavy hitters although i would say cole is a heavy hitter so you could count him i enjoyed the cole album i like the fact that it was 13 songs i believe some something in the short range of songs yeah. which is good because a lot of artists are releasing like 20 song albums and then their deluxe is seven more right you know, quality over quantity i mean to look at it like this you know when you said short range album for cole it's kind of like nba it's kind of like the nba in, in regards of you know the mid-range is good you know, it's easy buckets right there. Mid-range is still a valuable, you know, asset in the NBA to, you know, shoot from. But everyone's saying, oh, if you can shoot from this mid-range, you can shoot just two feet back in the three, you know, but not everyone can shoot threes. You can be a great team. The Lakers are a great team when healthy, but they're not a great three-point shooting team. They're not really a good shooting team at all. Right. You either live or die by the three when they're yeah. going in. Nice. Does it make... It's a make and miss league. Yeah, it's a make and miss league, you know. And sometimes you can live with it, but sometimes you know you're gonna die by it too. Like you said, I feel like you know with Cole, he was he was supposed he was an he was an artist like Drake that was supposed to drop last year. Kendrick has just been nothing but rumors, you know, about dropping. I feel like 
we've gone so long. I mean, Dre did drop a Dark Lane demo tapes, just, you know, Lucy's or whatnot. You know, Cole dropped the offseason. I feel like Cole may still have some more, you know, because I thought the fall off was going to be what we were supposed to get. I felt like the uh, offseason was just warm up. You know, he may have something bigger, something better, if that's even possible. I don't really know. But I'm looking at 2021. Outside is starting to open up. LA is starting to open up. New York, Miami. Well, they never really closed. Houston's never, Texas never closed. Georgia never closed. You know, they open for business, you know. But with everyone starting to, you know, America starting to open up as a total or as a whole, with the amount of music that's yet to be delivered by the heavy hitters, I mean, goodness, it's, it's going to be great, you know. Also starting to open back up. Big events already announced for the months of like August, you know, the later parts of the year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think just commercially speaking, it's smart for a lot of artists to save their best work for now because they can do world tours. I know the weekend announced a world tour, but that's in 2022. Yeah. So, I was just about to talk, um, talk about the weekend. He had a great album. He had a great year. I think, you know, during the pandemic, I'd say he was just the artist of the pandemic. If we're giving an unofficial award, I mean, yeah. I can't say he's not. You know, Super Bowl mm-hmm. halftime show. I really liked it. Great album he released. What do you have to say, you know, just to get off the um, entertainment talk? First of all, you know, to speak on Shion and I, much love and condolences to the family and to the loss of George Floyd. To have seen a, a police officer and a public servant do something so inhumane as to knee, knee on someone's neck for over nine minutes was disgusting, was cruel, and was, like I said before, inhumane. I would, I would like to say justice was served, was served a few days ago because justice was served a few days ago. Did the sentencing feel underwhelming? Yes, yes it did. 22 years, 22 years for taking someone's life. I wouldn't have mind life you know, life would have been nice. It would have been more appreciated because you took someone's life. You know, despite everything, despite his past. Don't his no one's past means anything. Because that's not who he is in that moment. You know, that was not who he was in that moment. And to see not just, it wasn't just that first, it wasn't just one person, it was other police officers that could have stepped up, that could have said something, that could have done something to yeah, prevent. should not be left off the hook. They need to. They need to. Well, I don't know. I don't know any updates about their cases, but I hope mm-hmm. that there is some consequences. They did not physically kill that man, but they were in a position to save or prevent a 
life being lost and did nothing about it. They were they were in actual positions of authority. Mm -hmm. That that's like having the that's having the ability to save someone and not doing it, which is just as worse. That's that's what I look at it as worse as actually killing someone to have the ability to save someone and you don't. It's 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 tragic. It's a tragedy, you know. But to have gotten a gotten a sentencing, to have gotten justice being served, because you know if this was the 1960s, 1950s, 1970s, that that person would have been off the hook. That person would have gotten, you know what that person would have gotten? A thank you. Yeah. A handshake, a promotion. That's what he fucking got. That's what I was about to say. You know, thankfully to the girl who recorded that. Oh my goodness. iPhone. Oh my goodness. We talk about a lot of, we talk, you know, we, not we as in uh, specifically, but people talk about, and I've kind of agree with this sometimes while recording, but like you don't do anything else. Thank God that lady recorded what was happening. Because right. if we didn't have that, Ain't no telling what have happened. Ain't no telling. Think about it like this. Police officers are wearing body cams. And we're still having these problems. Body cams. They have the ability to take them off, turn them off and on. No, because what's the point of having them, having to you know, be mandatory to wear them, but they have the option to take them off and on. Ain't no telling what can happen when they turn when they tell them turn them off or take them off. That's 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 just no. You can't do that. Keep them on twenty four seven. Keep them accountable. You know. Yeah. The the, the girl recording. That was right. Like you were saying earlier, he would have been left the hook left off the hook if we didn't have that recording. And unfortunately, as much as the recording helps as in the process of sentencing Derek Chauvin, the unfortunate part is that his family had to watch that and have the whole world watch that. And no settlement, I know they got, there was a settlement reached where they had, um, I believe $20 million went to the family. No money makes up for that trauma, period. No money makes up for that. Not at all. No amount of money can, you know, get back a life, get back a life, you know? No amount of money can do that. I mean, that's that's literally like the bare minimum, you know? And the, the mother of the killer would even recognize or acknowledge George Floyd, you know? And that's just like, they, they always try to paint him as, oh, he's such a, uh, they're such a good kid. They would never do something like that. Well, guess what? They did it. They did it, you know? So how good are they really? They're good to you. That's the thing. You're, a, I'm a good friend to you. That doesn't make me a good person. I'm a good friend to Jose, Josea, Jessalyn, everybody else, but that doesn't make me a good person at the end of the day. You know them to be a good person because you see, you can only see them as a good person. 
You know, rarely you hear a mother talk bad about their son. Rarely, you know, even through the bad stuff, they're going to still see their kid as just Mr. Perfect. You know, it is just incredibly sad that it's taken this long for justice like this to be, you know, handled or handed. But I'm still appreciative and I'm thankful that we're getting one step closer. One step closer. One day at a time. You know, if it's is that what it takes, that's what it takes. Or a decade at a time, I still take it, you know. But you know, the um landscape of the of the world, you know, we have a new president, you know, we have a we have our 46th, 46th president, Joe Biden. Um, you know more about this area. Well, you would know more about it because you are a political science major. What do you have to say about give give him a rating from one to ten? You know, the like the approval ratings for presidents. Like, what do you see him doing? What do you hear about or know about him doing that is beneficial to America, that's beneficial to black people, disenfranchised people? You know, what what do you have to say? I haven't been too I haven't been following too close to his presidency. I know, I will say, uh, regarding the Asian hate, he did pass the Asian hate bill um, addressing that community. Uh, no bill addressing African-Americans, which is unfortunate, but I'm not surprised. Um, and I will say it is, you know, with when we had President Trump, Almost every, you know, if you notice on Twitter these days or social media, Joe Biden is rarely trending. You know, when we had Trump, it was every day something new or maybe not every day something new, but everything he did was criticized, which is good. But I think that en energy needs to be carried towards this president because, right. you know, at the same time, I kind of don't like the fact that I'm not hearing about him. Like, I want to, you know, you are... The leader of the country you should be criticized and yeah. it's not criticized because i have anything against you as a person it's constructive mm -hmm. criticism so but the overall right. i haven't been following too close i don't know what is he like eight months in no it started in january. Like since january six, seven, so maybe six um close yeah. to six yeah seven. is um is the media <laughs> <laughs> is the media trying to let Joe Biden be uh, a Kawhi Leonard? He's too quiet, you know, he's to himself. He doesn't really talk much. You know, are they letting him get off the hook? No accountability whatsoever. That's an thing, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's a cyborg. He's, he's Mr. He's, he's Mr. Dementia. <laughs> But like with Trump, rightfully should have been criticized and put in the fire. But yeah, don't he own like a golf course or something? Don't he own like a he don't doesn't he do so? I want to know he can have some fun. Like, you know, like Obama, he was cool, he was fun. Michelle was bad. You know what I mean? Like, let me know you got some type of like coolness in you. Don't yeah, just Michelle, you know like uh he didn't even say Yeah, shout out to Michelle. Bad. Yeah, she's bad. 
But you get what I'm saying? Like Trump, you know, he's a POS and, and a dirtbag and all of that. And he should be rightfully put in the fire. We have no disagreements on that. But what is Joe Biden up to these days? What, what is he doing? I don't know. I want to know what he's doing online. I want to see what he's doing. I want to see people reacting to him. Good or bad. If you can have someone react to you, you know, good, like I said, good or bad, just so many people reacting to you, now you're doing something. You know, you're doing something. I want to know what you are doing that is getting people engaged. You know, that's what a leader does. Like a leader can get people engaged, involved, you know. Right. But, you know, much, much love and prayers to our world leaders, you know, our public servants, our teachers, firefighters, our police officers. You know, I, I understand the... Um, the, the, the hate and everything we have against police officers, but um, we still need them in the best mental health to do their job. You know, our pastors, our priests, you know. Yeah. You know, also, of course, the first responders helpful during the pandemic. Um, we, we got them through it, you know. I didn't expect it to be this fast that we would have gotten through the pandemic. Um, how long has it been? It's been a year and a half. You know, I was surprised. I was kind of expecting this thing to go for like three to four years, especially I was not expecting for us to be allowed to not wear masks, like be able to, because now in California, if you're vaccinated, you have the right to not wear a mask anymore. And I did not expect it to come that fast, but I will say um, thanks to all the nurses, doctors, they've been pushing through for us. They've been the real MVPs of this. Okay. 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 We're bike. We bike. A good point that you made up, a good um, proposition, good topic that you brought up in our bike um, is the off season. Not the Kobe album, not the NBA offseason, NFL offseason. Shout out to Tom Brady. Make NFL great again. But our offseason, our break. We had our last episode together on December 20th, 2020. Now, that was a very, that was a very tensioned, ten, very, very tension between you and I, we had a lot of tension. I mean, damn, we had a lot of tension since then. <laughs> you know, contract negotiations and things like that. But, you know, we, were, we used this time off to rest ourselves, to, be, to put ourselves in better positions to be successful. If you see the area is not the same as what you've seen before. You know, we both had time to really get ourselves right, get ourselves better, you know, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the above, you know, I've been using this time off to, to get the hunger again, you know, to, to be able to miss podcasting, to be able to miss podcasting, to miss our, you know, our breaks and what we're doing and how we should go like the you know, but the, the pregame warm-up, the pregame, you know, um, coaching meetings and shit like that. Like, I miss that, you know? And for me, we, be, we were so consistent every week. 
you know, through being, you know, being tired with work. You know, me, I would work from seven at night to four in the morning. Now that doesn't that doesn't even mean I'm going to sleep at four. That means I'm getting home at four, sometimes five if I get a breakfast or something like that on the way. And so with me doing that time, it was so ex I was just exhausted physically. You know, I was in a I was in a um, a confusing relationship at that time, you know, with uh, with someone, and they're great. You know, they're great. You know, no shade to them. Uh, what happened? They were great, but they weren't beneficial. You know what? Um, I'm gonna let you say that. They might see this somehow. I don't know. I don't want them to be mad at me, but you make a you you have opinions. You have good opinions. I say that. Um, and then fast forward to maybe February. Yeah, February. I get myself in another relationship, a more official relationship. And that that's I'm having the time of my life. We're still on break. You know, we're still on a podcast hiatus. And, you know, I'm going, going, seeing this person. And then, um, you know, March, March comes around and then work gets a bit, um, work gets a bit uh, confusing as well. And then I moved, um, I moved from where I was in mid city to downtown LA in the, in the first, first week of April, around April 9th or 8th. And we're talking about still no podcast, no work. I'm off work. I'm not working there no more. You know, I moved to an entirely different, you know, part of the city. And then, you know, um, relationship is in the, there's tension, turmoil in the relationship, confusion, you know, hurt, pain. So that's exhausting. You know, that's very exhausting. Um, we've talked about this, you know, numerous times, emotional currency. You know, how much can you take? How much can you pay to be happy, to get through this, you know, turmoil, this confusing phase? And I guess it was, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you're putting in, when, you know, with me, I faced adversity, you know, I faced adversity a few times here and there, maybe once in a while, you know, sprinkle in a little bit of spiciness and shit. But I guess it was like something new that I was never privy to or never experienced in a relationship like that before. And it was like, you know what, I'm gonna do my best to put this thing back together, you know, pick up the pieces. But it was just a, a endless breakage, you know, and not having a good source of income, not having good stability, it further driven me to more isolation than it did to camaraderie, to being with that person. And then at the same time, there's just things you don't say, you know, there's just things you don't bring up. There's just things that you don't tell someone like that. And so I've that happened. That's the hard way. Yeah, yeah, you did, you know. And so that happened around April, April, May-ish. And then, you know, here it is June, you know, um, trying to get back together. You know, I'm 
the ladies ladies and gentlemen today is june 27th sunday june 27th i have a birthday that's coming up this upcoming this upcoming tuesday june 29th my brother that you'll see right here has a birthday that is coming up on june 30th and so we're definitely having a well what are we going to do for our birthdays i'm I want to go to a baseball game. I want to go to a Dodgers game. I want to go to a Dodgers game. You know, either a Dodgers game or out to eat. Oh, I want to feel good. What do you say? The out to eat one sounds good. The out to eat one sounds a bit like a plan. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, you know, I don't really celebrate my birthday. You know, I never, I never had a party. I never like. You know what I mean? I'm not really big on like the attention and the like, you know, I'm not really big on that. But I started reminiscing, what did, what did I go through last year to get here? We're talking about moving in the pandemic by myself. I made my first thousand dollar check. Before that, before, before October, I quit my job that I had since that, since December, 2019, that July. So from December 2019 to July 2020, I had that job. I quit that job, not knowing that just a few days later, I would get a phone call. Yo, we want to have an interview. All right, this is the day. Okay, got that interview. In the same, in the in the interview, yo, we have the job. We want to offer it to you this this much. Whoa. I've never had a job that made double digits before, never. And how I got here, we talked about how I got here before, you know, unlimited overtime, all that, made my first thousand dollar check, you know, paid the um, deposit and everything like that, paying for the food, paying for everything. Next, the, the second week that I'm there, I get that job that I no longer work for. And it was just a lot of things that were in succession without taking much time. A lot of good things in my favor. And then, okay, this thing happened. Okay, no, no more work here. This thing happened. Okay, I got to move. You know, COVID's hitting big. Too many people. I got to move. I got to find something more, more to me. You know, and then relationship. Okay, that's that's out the way. All these things happening in this month, this month, and this month. Okay, I got a great job. I got the right now. I got the best job I ever had. You know, I'm having some luck with some people, talking to some people. You know, with business, with 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 modeling, with things I want to really pursue that I'm pursuing right now. And so it's just giving me like, a, I just had time to really think about like, damn, I deserve to celebrate. I deserve to feel happy about my birthday. And so I'm hoping, you know, God willing, go out, eat, go out to eat to a good spot and have a good time, you know? What's your opinion on In-N-Out? You liked it, huh? You like In-N-Out? So, you know, I'm a very simple man. Oh, yesterday, speaking of in and out. Sorry to interrupt you, but when you when you make your assessment of interview, well, I mean, not the interview, of in and out, when you make your assessment of in and out, you need to tell me 
if it was tasteful or if it had flavor. Okay. Um. So yesterday I'll go to a friend. I go. I go to church to a friend. All right. I used to go to when I used to live here the first time in Cali from 2015 to 2017. I went to a church called Shepherd Church up in Porter Ranch. Now, I live a good 30 minutes away from Porter Ranch driving. He, you know, my friend, he was going to pick me up and we're going to go together. We were late. You know, no one's fault. We, I didn't know the time. I didn't remember the, the time. So we, it starts at six and ends at seven. We got there at seven. So it was, <laughs> we we're pretty much in and out <laughs> at the church too. So we were in and out, but I met Dusty. I, I, I talked to Dusty. I talked to uh, Jeff, some good friends that I remember from my, my heyday back then. So I'm like, damn, I'm a little hungry, you know, in and out right across the corner. From what I remember, it could have been something different. They could have relocated. I don't know. But in and out there. I'm a very simple man. And I'm like a uh, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, whatever. So I get a double cheeseburger animal style with fries, you know, um, I got my fries well done because well done can be really good sometimes, you know, ketchup and everything with a lemonade. My friend got a strawberry milkshake. So we're chilling and the sandwich was good. The burger was good. The burger was good. And I'm like, oh my goodness. This was really good. It had a lot of good flavor to it. Tomato, onion, the animal style sauce. It had a lot of good flavor to it. And the price, you know. That was the biggest shock. Hit me up. So a burger with fries. They don't just give you a little bit of fries. No, they're giving you fries. Also got animal style, which is a little extra actually in cost. It is like a dollar or something extra. So you're talking about animal style burger with fries with a drink and a milkshake. Guess how much it cost it? 11, 12? 12. $12, yeah, $12. And I'm like, what the, how is that even legal? You know? And it's not like they're like they're cheating us up on, on the quality. The quality is really good. Frozen. Exactly. But, you know, I'm just in a space right now where I want to be better. You know, I want to feel better. You know what I mean? I got the haircut. Like, everything's starting to get, you know, hard just turned purple, 360 up for an all comes for a circle, you know? So it's, it's about evolving, and it's about accepting the challenge of being better, you know, and to be able to have the opportunity to go to a church, no matter, you know, being late or not, but just be in that space. You, it doesn't matter about going to church, find a space that is full of camaraderie, people that are there for the same reason as you, and be able to feel good about being in that space. Whether it's church, whether it's, uh, you know, um, a book club at a, at a cafe, or at the library, studying or something like that. Find, find a space that you can be there with friends or with new people and share, share an experience, share a drink, share some coffee or something, you know, learn from one another. You know, you've been, you know, speak about you. You know, you've, you've been very successful with 
going to school, you know, being here at Berkeley, you know, you, you've been able to handle the Zoom University with great, great care. You know, you've helped me out with finding that fuel, finding the confidence, getting here and everything and staying here, you know, it's just a little things that you can't take, take for granted. You know, there was a time where there wasn't just, it was very recent about, yo, man, I don't know, this is looking a bit risky. And you're asking me like, why do you love being here? Why do you, what is about California that is something, what is it? Los Angeles specifically. Yeah, exactly. What is it about Los Angeles that just keeps you here? That, that you love so much? It was and a good question, by the way. And you gave a good answer. Yeah. Which you say? And it's everything that you can't put a price on. It's, it's being able to go and look at those mountains. It's, been, it's being able to go and enjoy the weather. It's being able to go and being in this air, knowing that there's so much diversity in this one community. It's being able to go and, you know, if you want, what type of food do you want? What, what are you in the mood for? It's gonna be there. And it's gonna be by the people who actually makes it. You know, you want Jamaican food? Oh man, some jerk chicken, some jerk shrimp. Oh, there's a Jamaican spot down the street, downtown. Oh, for sure. It's everything that you cannot put a price on that I love about the city. Diehard Lakers fans, diehard Dodgers fans. I live down the street. I literally, I literally live in between Staples Center and Dodger Stadium. And to have that, that energy of camaraderie with Lakers fans, Kings fans, Clippers fans, Dodgers fans. I see so many people wearing Kobe jerseys, 8, 24, Shaq jerseys. You know, Dodgers hats, Dodgers jerseys and the little shirts. There's so much loyalty here. Loyalty to success, loyalty to wanting to be better. I can't believe I feed off of that. And I flip it and give twice as more, not just for myself, but everyone around me. I love the city and I want to make, I want to be part of it that makes the city better. Because there's always room for improvement. There's always room to be better. It's a great city, born and raised here. You're right. It does have everything, you know. 20-minute drive from the beach. Yeah. 10-minute drive from the mountains. You know, mm -hmm. Foods. Hiking. There some, right. There are some complaints. I understand some people carry themselves with, a, with an image of something they're not. Yeah. And I think that's natural because, you know, People, Every, the complaints people have with Los Angeles are valid at times, but you also have to remember where there's more people, there's going to be more problems. That's just, that's just, there's no other way you can spin that around. And I have said it better myself. A lot. You know, I think the population of Los Angeles is close to 20 million, I want to yeah. say, which is, that's a country. Yeah. It's not like California's the big you know, like a very big state i mean it's a decent sized state but that's a lot of people so but 
but also that, especially in your case, coming here um, with no help, no connections, you were able to have relationships with people. And I noticed with you, you're able to see through them a lot easier when you're around a lot of different people you don't know. You know, you, you, you understand what they're about. And yeah, it, tell, tell me how how's your experience been with like people in LA because, you know, of course a lot of people in LA aren't from here. They might be moving here as well, but just tell me how it's like when you first got here meeting a lot of new people. What was your good experiences with people? What was your bad experiences? Um, when I first got here for the first time, it was okay testing. It was just testing the waters. You know, you have people, you know, with me, you know, going, we both from Granada, you know, when we talked about my time at Granada and me running around and, you know, my notoriety or whatnot, you know, at that time, it wasn't even trying to meet a lot of people, but somehow, you know, with, with being who I am, being who I was, I met genuine friends and relations, built genuine relationships, you know, with who I was at that time, you know, being able to be accepted in communities that I never even heard about, that I never had any experience with, you know, Armenian community. You know, I love, I love Armenian people. You know, Glendale is a good, good community of um, Armenians. I have a lot of Armenian friends, you know, friends that I talk to to this day from high school. You know, a lot of Middle Eastern friends, uh, Muslim friends, you know, a lot of people from places that are being, you know, literally destroyed, literally destroyed because of a regime, because of a, a desire to be control of something or someone else's land, you know, right. and more specifically, you know, talking about Palestine. A great part of Los Angeles, as you were going on there, a great part of Los Angeles is since we have the diversity in all these different communities, whenever there's an issue, we'll be the first ones to understand those issues and not only understand, but stand, with us, you know, with the Armenia issue. Mm -hmm. That was around when you first came, actually. It, actually, it was. First came. Um, of course, shout out to, um, in our shout own out country, to Daniel and David. Yeah. Shout out to those two. They, they, they were on the forefront with it, too. You know, there was a lot of Armenian ra uh, rallies, you know, um, and we we passed one. Yeah, we, I was there. We were both in the car bumping Drizzy. <laughs> we were, and just to see that, it was beautiful. You know, the flags, the tags, the colors, the camaraderie, the togetherness, like to be a part of that, even for, for, for a couple of seconds just passing through it, you could feel it, and you know? People, it makes you realize, like, like it's a big community like having passed that it's like wow you know it's a lot a lot of armenian people here you know and it's just like wow and that's the same with almost any community once they all yeah. get out in numbers you notice like wow you know there's a lot of them i mean this isn't the bay area but strength in numbers for real and for i like because you know a lot of these issues there's no one else is going to hear you if you're not going to get in numbers. So right. you got to do what you got to do. I don't, right. I don't mind. Listen, if the street is busy, it's a little busy. If there's a little traffic. I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I can wait five minutes as long as the, as long as the issue 
that's being supported is good. Exactly. You know, much love to Armenia. Armenia, much love to Palestine. Palestine, if you want to be more specific. You know, they prayer, love, you know, support, you know, social media, financial support, you know, because at the end of the day, there's there's kids being affected. There's kids being killed, murdered, you know, and kids don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. We're talking about infants being starved, you know. They deserve the world. They deserve to be treated better than anything, you know. But thank you. Um, thank you for what you were saying. You know, I to answer more of your question about, you know, when I first got here, you know, I mean, I was just 15. I was young, you know, just trying to find my way. I mean, I've, I've been so I'm so accustomed with moving, not just moving across the street or moving, but like moving different states, having to learn different cultures and ways of walking, ways of talking, how people go about their day to day operations. And it was able I was able to kind of just like grow from it, like, okay, I see from their perspective, I can see from how they go about it. Maybe I can kind of um, tweak it and maybe I can adapt to it, you know, in a way that I can be successful for my own. You know, LA was uh, was the biggest challenge yet because of how many ways people were talking and walking. You know, I lived in Oklahoma, there's just only one way. Living in Texas, there's a few different ways. You know, but living in Los Angeles specifically, it was like, yo, you know, you need to be, you need to, you know, ignorance is bliss, but you need to be more educated on these, uh, on these topics. You need to be educated on what's happening. Watch your, you know, watch your mouth. Don't be, you can't be just talking loosely like that, you know? And I didn't really have much problem with that, but just seeing certain interactions like that, it's like, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake. Glad I didn't have to in order to know better, you know? And now, you know, being back since October and, you know, moving down here and being in new in new fields and whatnot. Basically, I just took what I learned from the first time and I just, I was just better. You know, I'm more stronger mentally, physically. You know, I have more of a desire. I have more control of what I want, how I want it, you know, and it's, it's just, it just took having to go through some bumps and bruises to know how to, you know, go about it smoothly. You know, I know how to, okay, this guy, I can see that he's not reliable. I'm just not going to talk to him like that. You know, I, I, I take not, you know, how you look or how you dress into consideration. I take, are you responsible? Are you reliable? Are you trustworthy? You know, you don't always have. That's a big one. Yeah, trustworthy is a big one. You know, I work, I work at the Y. You got, um, you got respect, caring, trustworthiness, responsibility, citizenship. You know, you got these these pillars that are to make you a better person, a good person, you know. And I basically, since working there, I've been applying, reapplying them and trying to be better. Because if I'm not using them, I can't expect anyone else to use them. You know, I work with kids. I'm supposed to lead by example, you know. And so working with kids and in the field that I work with them, I've actually gotten better with communicating to adults. Excuse me, yeah, because because like we both work with kids, and straight off the bat, like first day that I work with kids is when you realize that they're kids. 
and you know the, the way you talk you know certain phrases or just trying to explain concepts you realize that they're kids right and i actually kind of i like working with kids because it's more of depends on depending on how young they are it's more of a blank canvas you know they don't have prejudices mm -hmm. uh, of certain people or they don't have like predisposed thoughts or ideas you know or you know a lot of them don't think in like stereotypes right. they just kind of they're kind of just open they're thinking so, of fun it's so crucial that they have important role models now because though especially those first from when they're born to like when they're like eight years old mm -hmm. it's ultimately those years that are gonna shape the rest of your life those those seeds get planted like that exactly. you know they they grow attached to them you know and you know I'm, i was making that point of you know how working with kids has made me communicate or has helped me communicate better with adults what i mean by that is not not tolerating any bs you know like it has it's made me like because with kids at the beginning well once i was saying when i at, when i first started and i realized that they're kids and i'm not talking to adults mm -hmm. because normally with adults i will kind of have some leeway you know if there's something i want with an adult if there's something i want from them or want to see from them i will kind of be a little lenient and kind of skate around the issue right but kids is, is straightforward i'm not being disrespectful with them I'm, right. I'm not you know i'm not being rude but it's just getting to the point nip it in the bud right and exactly with what you're saying what i was saying earlier it's like i'm not i'm not talking with that with you i'm not telling that you know i'm gonna get i'm not going to just walk around it or all let some time go by no nip that in the bud because you know one thing i've learned is like you know adults are just bigger versions of kids you know like if i can get the progress or the results out of kids how i see it you know in my job but you can't do the same thing i don't i don't understand that you know and so it's like you know what oh another one is respect the six pillars is respect you know respect me you're going to respect me. You're going to acknowledge who I am. I'm not talking about the kids, but, you know, adults in those rooms, you're going to acknowledge what I bring to the table and my results and what I do. So it's, it's, it's made, definitely made me, um, it's definitely helped me communicate with adults better and have that confidence. Like, no, you can talk, but you ain't going to talk crazy to me. You know what I mean? If you want something, you know how to ask it properly. So it's, it's great. I'm very grateful for having this job and the experience that I do. And having the, the leaders that are above me, that's helped me be in a position to be successful, you know? And so definitely, um, definitely just trying to get better in that regard, in that regard. And using, you know, your job to be better overall, you know, what can, what could you possibly want more, you know? So. Yeah, it's, we both love, I think, working with kids so far. It's, it's been yeah. it's a rewarding experience, especially when you see them benefiting from certain things you're teaching them or mm -hmm. teaching them the proper ways to behave. Because yeah. that's the thing, like, even, bef I mean, when I started, it's, it's easy to get mad 
at them. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, what am I? It's it's a kid, first of all. Right. They they're not malicious, you know. I'm not blaming the parents of some of these kids, but I'm just saying if they had some better parents, yeah, they they could go some places. Right. Yeah, they can go. They can go up a little bit. You know, I was I was talking to you about a, a kid that that they're no longer going to be with the camp, and I'm like. Their parents did such a great job with them. Respect. You know, my kids, they respect me. And I know that they respect me because they they say Mr. K, Mr. Khalil. You know, they they do things that's like, I wasn't even, I, I never said you can call me. I never said call me by this or that. You know, they raise their hands. Yes, sir. Thank you. Like, you meet kids in Cali, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Duh. No matter what age, people, yeah, you know, no thanks, no, 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 I appreciate it. None of that. It's, it's crazy, but you're definitely right about like planning, putting in, putting in their minds, putting in those seeds early in their minds so they can already have it and just get better at it, whatever the case may be, you know. But I would like to move on and transition to just what are what of what are our plans. You know, what, what do we want? What are you doing in the upcoming months? We have one more left, one more year left at Berkeley. You know, what are you, what are you doing? What's going on with that? Um, yeah, so along with Khalil, I also live in Los Angeles. And I will be moving to Berkeley because school is opening back up. And it's my first year there, and my first year is going to be my last, so. I got to bring the chip home in my first year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be moving to the Bay for not even necessarily a year, the, the school year. So that's like 10 months. And right now in the process of looking for housing. And yeah, I still have plans on going to law school in the future. Um, but more importantly, I'm kind of just focusing in on the moment and what I can control. Because if you, if you take all the steps, if you're, if you're prepared, if you take all the steps to be prepared every day, when that opportunity comes, you're going to get it. You know, you've been, cause you've been preparing. So that's what I'm trying to focus on. You're going to be ready for the moment. You know, you're going to be ready to shoot it and make that, you know? I mean, if, listen, if you, if you have good habits, you know, exercise, um, you know, just, just overall discipline and you exercise, right. um, meditation, right. you know, your breathing is a good thing too. Good thing to work on food, diet, going off a walk, reading. Right. Um, the, yeah, the way you communicate with others, showing up to work even before you know, if you put those habits in place consistently, you're going to be successful. Basically what I'm trying to say. You're going to put yourself in a position to be successful. Like you said to me before, when I, before I just started working, it was like the lack of preparation is preparing for failure. Something like that. Do you remember what you told me? That phrase? Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah, man. I took that to heart. Like, that is, 
some true words right there. When I first heard that quote, I'm like, some stupid shit. Like, one of these words, like, the way, <laughs> the way they spin the words. I'm yeah. Like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes more sense when, you, when you're in that position, you know? Like, I should have. I should have remembered. I, I should have had this. I should have got more of that. And it's like, it definitely makes more sense. You definitely understand it more when you go through it. But, right. you know, it's a, it's a step-by-step -step process, you know. You're going to fail because failure is part of life. There's yeah. Projection, failure, that's part of life. But just knowing that I did everything I could in my control right. is a lot better than knowing, oh, I wish I could have done this. Leave no st um, stone unturned. Exactly. You know? Because, like, you don't want to live with regret. You don't want to pass with regret. Hey, damn, I, I should have done this more. I should have, you know, I should have made more phone calls to this person or that person or loved one or friend or whatnot. You know, like, do what you can, you know, because it's going to go a long way because there's just no way that it couldn't. You know, as long as you believe in yourself and you have that confidence in yourself and you're doing what you know you're supposed to do, don't worry about everything else. Everything else is gonna happen the way to the way it should, you know. So, with that being said, you know it was great doing business with you again. You know, good season opener. Good we season opener. We bite. It was a blowout, you know. Yeah, honestly. We each like, went, he went for like a. He went for like a thirty-five, eight and eight. I'd say I went for like a twenty, fifteen, fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you definitely distributed the ball. You're out there rebounding. You know, I, I appreciate that. You know, I scored, but, you know, I'm still doing. We still got a job to do. Listen, happy birthday. You know, we're going to have a really good birthday celebration. Be here, man. We bike. 21. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. 21, but we're not savages. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 20, 20, 21 vision right there. Speaking of 2020 vision, something I do not have. Um, I went to go to the eye exam. I went to go and uh, I went to Lens Crafters up in Burbank. Uh, shout out to Burbank. I love Burbank. I love Burbank. Town is, Center. Is it that you can't see or you don't have vision? I can't see. I have, I have the vision, but I can't see the vision. <laughs> That actually makes a lot of sense. I... It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just how it goes, man. Like, I can't see, like, um, I took the, I, I, I had the eye exam. You know, the little hot air balloon or the house? You know what I mean? Like, those means of, you know what I mean? Like, when you go, go, to, go to an eye exam, they do the little thing, if you can see it or not. They did a lot of little tests. They told me that I'm nearsighted. And they said that I'm partially colorblind. You know, the little thing where it has like the numbers and all the colors in it. I, That's I was great because I don't see color either. You know, honestly, I've never seen color. Like, really? I am very simple. You know, I'm a very black and white person. You know, very simple. Yeah, I don't even see the gray area or anything, you know. But yeah, they did the little booklet with the colors and numbers all around. I, I shot like three for 16. So that means you can't see far away, right? Yeah, I can't see far away. So is like, it that you can't see far away or is that you can't see in a long distance? 
That's a good question. Um, you know, complete transparency, it's I can't see from a long distance. Okay. You know, I don't think it's I don't think I'm supposed to because I'm so worried about in, in the moment what's in front of me. I don't think it's necessary to see in the distance. So yeah, if anything, that was a flex that you have nearsighted. Yeah. Focus on the now. Because everyone else, you know, they're they're able to see what's far away, but they're not able to prepare for what's coming. Me, I'm doing my job, what's in front of me right now, so I can be prepared for what's coming. But then there's also people who have 2020 vision who can see long distance and near sight. Exactly. Now with those people, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did. They just did themselves dirty on that. But, um, yo, dog, if I was you, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> Gonna get canceled on our was the re- resurrection. Yeah, we gotta make the playoffs first. You know what I mean? Like, goodness, let's not get canceled on the season. Game in the regular season, dog. Chill. Goodness. All right, man. Love doing this with you. More to come. Inshallah, we're gonna do we're gonna do ourselves in for a good time next week. More tune for your head top. So watch how I speak on our name, you know? <laughs>